This is Carrie. And this is Jenny. And you're listening to Honestly Unfiltered. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Honestly Unfiltered with Carrie and Jenny. I am here with my co-host, Carrie Ralph. How are you this evening, Carrie? I'm okay, Jenny. I'm like trying to get my head in the game. It's not personal, anyone. At (laughs) all. Like, I don't know. I've been waking up super early, so I'm like, oh, girl. But how about you? I have two. Uh, Same. I've been very, very tired, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's tax season so you know it's work has been draining i'm not on my banker's hours of 10 to 4 with fridays off i'm actually having to work a full week yeah nine to five six but you know it's only a couple months a year so i can't complain i know but still it's hard and just so we can be victims for you for a moment y'all like jenny and i both have like autoimmune things so we're always in so much pain but don't realize it until we like bump into something (laughs) and we want to pass out and die and that's pretty much been the last few days for us so Mm -hmm. and if you want to know more about our backstories we did a really good interview with uh, Tiffany Kane and her podcast is Life Love and Radical Audacity um Check out our Insta. I have a post there. You can find the link. And And you'll put it in the show notes too, right? Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes and you can get more of our backstory there. Thank you, Tiffany, for doing that for us. Thank you. And um, I actually have a solo episode dropping um, with her and her uh, boyfriend David's podcast called Mastering the Podcast Mindset and where I talk about um, starting a business and where do you go from there? Where do you start? What do you do? That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I I thought it was pretty awesome. It is. Win for Jim. God, I'm just (laughs) trying to get here right now. So, anywho, 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 we've been trying to get to this for a couple of weeks now, but life has gotten in the way. <laughs> yeah. So we are on the love is blind train. And I got to say last season, I wasn't so much a fan, mm-hmm. but you know, when Alex was here, we binge watched the first night and if she wasn't here, I probably wouldn't have watched mm-hmm. it. And I thought it was a little slow go at first, but once then all of a sudden they were done and I found myself wanting more. I was like, what do you mean? I got to, I first, I thought they were going to trickle out one a week Mm -hmm. for the rest of the season. And I was like, you're kidding me, right? This is, this is not happening. Right. Like, I mean, I watched last season too and, and too to listeners, this is so (laughs) interesting to us because, um, in case you don't know what Love is, Bl- Love is Blinds on Netflix, but they the participants, or as they like to say, experiment. I was um, just going to say that. Huh? I was just going to say mm-hmm. that. It's weird that they call it an experiment. Yep. And so they are basically talking to um, each other from these pods and they can't see each other. So it's about making an emotional connection. So it's it's very interesting um, 
as they go through that process. Because a lot gets revealed. It's it's interesting because there are some things I thought, I knew that was going to go sideways quick. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. And I think because, you know, you do have to have a physical connection along with the emotional mm-hmm. connection. But I think if you have a really strong emotional connection, the physical connection will follow. I agree. If the participants are all on board. Yes. And in it for the right reasons. Agreed. Because, you know, there's, I was thinking about it, you know, before we went to record, like there was this guy I knew that was super chunk, but had the, I mean, not but, but he had such <laughs> a good personality and was so funny. I would have dated him. He was a blast. If you remember back in the day when the internet, when we all got on AOL, I was, you know, I did date quite a bit from my AOL profile. You did. And yeah, and it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there talking to these guys online Mm -hmm. and then you decide to go meet up. And yeah, sometimes it would be like, yeah, there's no there's no connection there. And other times there was. Right. But, or, or you know, a lot of times they were just in it for sex and you knew it right off the jump. Right. So, it, again, all participants have to be on the same page. Right. And um, I think some of the pod conversations do, it is interesting just on what's discussed in some versus others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is shared or, you know, there was a couple I felt like were like trauma bonded or something. <laughs> um, yeah, which was weird. But then it's the one thing that always, of course, is on brand for anything involving people is that they had some, you know, plus size people. Yeah. Who just kind of disappeared. Who just like were in the beginning promo shots and then poof gone. You never saw them again. No, you didn't. Mm -mm. And I know there were a couple, there were two couples that did get engaged. I'm not sure if they got married or not. And they didn't film them. From what I'm told by Alex, it happened last season also. And they didn't have the budget to film them or to show them or something like that. Yeah. Last year she said, I think it was two or three couples. Yeah. And they just didn't have the budget to send them to Mexico and all that stuff, which I think going into it for season two is kind of ridiculous. Like if you have, if you know six couples could meet up and match, yeah, then I feel like you should have the budget to follow them through. Like, sorry guy, your story wasn't interesting enough. So we're not going to send you to Mexico, but, you know, here's your engagement ring and good luck with that. Right. I just, I don't feel like that's right. No, I don't feel like it is either because I don't know. It makes me feel icky. What I found interesting, and I did not know this, thank you, Alex, for the tidbit, is that it's, it's, in a sense, it's unlike The Bachelor where... Or the bachelorette where the person has to move. Like there's that whole logistic thing. Oh yeah, shit, that's right. Yeah, she said that, 
they film it in a certain city where, all, and that's where all the people are from. Like this was Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last season was Atlanta. This season Chicago. Because I said to her, "Why don't you apply?" And she said, "Well, I can't because I don't live in the city. Mm. But if they did one in New York City next season, I could potentially." apply which is great for the sense that they yes they put them up in this luxury apartment but they can go visit their other apartments and show them and their cameras are not constantly with them so like yes they're with them to meet their family Mm. and their friends but they're going back to work they're living their life in this apartment together for three weeks right like real life it's at it's it's in the bubble but it's not in the bubble it's a taste of real life right and that makes a really big difference i think i think so too because you're actually getting a glimpse of what you're seeing right where because yeah yeah, and, and then there is a sense, you know, I heard Nick Vial and his podcast talk about it where as, you know, in The Bachelor, when The Bachelor finishes, there's the pressure of an engagement, but there's not the pressure of a marriage. I know. Where like may, maybe some of these couples, if they were just engaged and had more time to get to know each other, they would have went the distance. I. I think it's a really good point, you know, like, I mean, because when I, because Jenny sent me that podcast, and I listened to it today, and when he said that, I was like, oh my God, that's so true, because mm-hmm. I think for some, it would have been better if there wasn't the pressure to get married. Right. Like what, like, and like he said about one couple, um, and we can talk about it later when we get to them, that maybe they, she provoked a fight to see how, because you really don't know someone until you know how they're fi- they fight. And if they fight dirty. Mm, then you know what you have, you're dealing with, yeah, really. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. So as they were going through the pods and everything, they started to just focus on, uh, a few specific couples. And they were in the pods for a week, correct? A week, 10 days. Yeah, dating. And they started off basically talking to, you know, bouncing around, dating mm-hmm. each other. And they must set up schedules where they talk to certain people. Yes, that's what times. it seemed like to me. Like you schedule your time, I think. Yeah, but and then it narrows down. I'm trying to remember. I swear... There was, I hope you remember, where Shane was in the pod, Valerie mm-hmm. came in, and he thought yes. it was Shayna. Yes. And, like, called her the wrong name or whatever he did. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Do they just schedule time or did he just do a gigantic fuck up? That's a good question. That's what I wasn't sure about. I mean, Me it was so, and then sounded all disappointed when it was Valerie. I know, right? So, or Natalie. Is that her name, Natalie? I mean, Natalie. I don't know where the fuck yeah. I got Valerie. Not one of these <laughs> bitches are named Valerie. Oh my God. I'm done for the day. 
I'm like, who is Valerie? Well, Valerie, Natalie, hey. I don't know. Valerie. I'm not even friends with anyone named Valerie. Hey, earlier I called I called one of the girls, what's her fuck? So, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then it was just interesting, though, too, to see how, like, for example, for Jarrett in the pods, he was all about Mallory. Mm-hmm. But, and Mallory felt him, but not on his level. No, so no. then it was like, oh, well, Mallory's going to tell me no. So then I'm just going to go with my backup, Ayana. Right. So it was interesting because it really is. There's so there's so many similarities between like the bachelor, bachelorette and love is blind. But yet just from different angles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, just like, well, hey, that chick doesn't like me. You know, I'll I'll go back to this one. She'll want me. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And there was a bachelor season a few years ago and um, it was Rachel Lindsay's season. And she was the final two were Brian, the man she's married to now, and a man named Peter Krause. Mm -hmm. And Peter flat out told her I'm not gonna propose to you I can't I'm not there I care for you I want to be with you I love mm-hmm. you but I I'm I'm not like he had some sort of commitment issue where he really didn't want to marry in general and I was like why are you on the show if you don't want to get married yeah, but, but regardless at least he was honest yeah, and they had this big knockdown it wasn't knockdown but this big emotional like discussion fight um they they cried why she didn't like that idea well she was basically like well if you can't propose i'm not picking you and he was like please give me a chance even though i can propose can't i'm not i can't just can't do it and it came down to she sent him home and before they even got to the rose ceremony and then she went with Brian, who was basically her backup. Now, granted, did she have feelings for him? Probably. Yeah. I'm sure they were intense, um, you know, and, and because they did get married. But I feel that if Peter had told her she, he would have proposed or wasn't that issue, she would have went with him. Yeah. See, I'm telling you. There's like, they can like... You can put a lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Mm -hmm. And even though like all of these shows are taking different angles and approaches, they're all still extremely similar. Yes, they are. I mean, you know, because I'm sure even in the pods, producers are still whispering X, Y, Z. Trying to see where the dynamics, the dynamic will go. Yeah, 100%. Scandalous. It is scandalous. It is. It's just like, I don't know. And yet I catch myself just watching more of it. Like, I couldn't wait for the next dump of episodes for Love is Blind. (laughs) Like, I wanted to know what the fuck was happening. I know. I know. Like, that was the whole thing. And maybe, too, it's a little bit more enticing because once they go out of the pods, like you said, they're not following them 24-7. No. So it's like kind of more controlled day-to-day living. 
Yeah, like the one couple had that fight, and which we'll get into later, but it wasn't on film. It wasn't on camera. No. Because the, the cameras weren't there. Nope. So, I don't know. I'm... I would recommend for somebody to watch it because I think it is so interesting. You know, it also kind of makes you question yourself, like as when you're getting to know somebody are, you know, that you're really interested in whatever. Are you really getting are you really getting the right information when you're talking and asking questions? True. Very true. Because, you know, in the beginning, you know, I've known people that they don't get the right information Mm-mm. and they don't know the truth for a long time. I've dated people like that. You don't know their true backstory until you get into deep. Yeah. And yeah, same thing here. I mean, and I think there's some that got deeper in their backstory than others. I mean, some of it, I thought, do you know them? <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, if I had to hear, what are you wearing one more time? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what right? are you wearing? I love crop tops. I love jogger pants. <laughs> it was just a bit much. Shane. You know, talking about Shane, and maybe we start with him and Natalie. Um, I, at first, you know, through... The most of the first drop, I did not like him at all. I was like, he's a dick. He's an asshole. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. Especially then when he called um, Natalie Shayna. I and, know, dude. I'm with you. But then, you know, as it progressed, and then especially when, you know, Natalie was so hurt that he called her the wrong name. He yeah. owned it. He was, he's very honest. He owned it and said, I was expecting her. I wanted to talk to her. But, yeah. and, you know, obviously they, you know, he ends up proposing to her. They go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. They, you know, but before they leave, um, you know, he, te- you know, before even before he proposes, Shayna you know, goes back to him and mm, yeah, says she that did. she made a mistake. And I feel as though, you know, initially he wanted to be with her. Um, I feel like more of, there was more of attraction there or mm-hmm. more of emotional connection. Cause they don't know what they look like at that point. But when he said to her, I'm sorry, I've already committed to Natalie. I've already given her my word and didn't bail on her. I, gained a lot of respect for him me too he is like yeah him and his laying all over the place and eating constantly and (laughs) guzzling alcohol by the bottle well i mean but he he is a loyal dog who's true to his word what you see is what you get and he just wants to be loved that is it and he started to see like valerie wasn't as natalie Natalie, why do I keep fucking saying Valerie? What the fuck? <laughs> um, Natalie, Natalie, um, like Natalie just 
was like almost passive aggressive with her compliments. Yeah. Or like, am I just being a dick? I mean, I it was like, oh, I'll give you a little morsel and then go, just kidding. You're a monster. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was weird. The way that I summed her up was towards the end when he met her parents and her mother was just devastated mm-hmm. and all sorts of upset. And um, when she had the conversation with her father and said that he is just like you where I'm just like mom and it's the perfect balance. Mm-hmm. She is like her mother, very critical. And um, I think very expects perfection. She's very type A personality. And yes, she probably does need someone like Shane to bring her down and make her relax, which he's no slouch. He's a real estate agent in, Uh, um, in Chicago. He's very successful. He just doesn't look the part. Um, and he needs some clothes that are a little bit bigger. I know slim fit is in, but his are awfully tight. And I feel like, you know, if she could have relaxed a little bit, um, like yeah. even him, despite despite the fight, despite everything, he at the altar, and I know we're jumping around, but at the altar, he said yes, because he committed to her. Well, and... I think, like, here's the one thing, like, she was talking about. Like, he loves to drink booze and eat ice cream in bed. She's (laughs) lactose intolerant and doesn't drink. Like, she Mm -hmm. said that herself. So, like, Mm -hmm. I think he's a drinker. Yeah. As we know. His Mm -hmm. mom looks like she might be one, too, which is fine. Yeah. Teach his own. Because they're obviously, like, functioning humans, right? Yes. But I think he, you know, you're drinking and your emotions are sensitive and shit. I think that's how things get so, like, blown way the fuck up. And I think that, and and to recap it, when the night, when they got to the altar and they were asked if they wanted to get married he said yes and then she said no and the look on that poor guy's face was just devastating but you know she still wanted to date him i think until he went sideways and i think what was happening and i think that he commit he's the type of person that committed and he probably took her shit and took her digs and took it and took it and took oh. it and then he came home drunk from the bachelor party and he unleashed he told her he hated her and he probably in that moment he did yeah he probably did in that moment but I think that he probably realized at that moment that he was willing to make a sacrifice and put it all aside, but she wasn't. Yeah. And that's what turned him at that point. Because, I mean, to be the, I mean, it's one thing if she would have went first and said no, um, but when you've said yes and the other one says no, I think there's that level of mortification. Yeah. And you feel that you love this person more than they, like they weren't willing to make the sacrifice at that point. Yeah, but I mean, but I don't blame her. No, I don't blame her at all. And he even said he fucked up. 
Yeah, he did. He owned it. But something in her gut, she didn't, you know, she didn't. Because um, that is a big red flag. It is a big red flag. Especially I mean, when you're not is. used to it. When you're not used to that lifestyle. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. Because there are, and there are different levels of how you carry yourself, you know, with, with alcohol. Some people can drink and drink and drink and not be affected and function in their daily lives. And other people can't. No. So it just, you know, and who knows what we didn't see on camera. And Oh, I know. There's so much to it. It'd be interesting to see what happens at the reunion because... You know, what was um, the guy that Shayna was engaged to? What was his name? Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Thank you. So at, <sighs> the, so at the same time that Shayna is talking to, that Shayna, at the same time that Shane and Natalie are talking, Shane is also talking to Shayna. Yes. Now, I don't, I, I can't remember how Shayna ended up in deep with Kyle. But I always felt that Shane was going to end up with Shayna because they, I felt like they had more of an emotional connection and more of a fun, lightheartedness. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what happened. Okay. Good. So, um, you know, Shayna had just been Shayna, kind of surface. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't like letting um, Shane know how she felt. Yeah. Well, she waited too long. He had already committed to Valerie. Natalie. I mean, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. So he had already committed to Natalie. I'm sure I'll call her Valerie here in a minute. I'm sure you will. And so basically. Shane was like, wish you would have told me sooner. Mm-hmm. It's too little too late. I've already committed to someone else. That's how she ended up licking on old Kyle. And then I think, I feel like when Kyle put the ring in the room and proposed through the wall, and then she saw that it was his mother's ring, she felt you know, a pull as if like, oh, maybe I should give this a chance. Yeah. But she has said, like she said in Nick Vial's interview today that I listened to that you did too, that there were, you know, her stance was the fact that he's an atheist and he was very not accepting of her being a Christian and she can live with someone that was an atheist but she felt like he mocked it. And I could see that in when he met her parents. Agreed. Agreed. But that he, so, so she used that as the excuse, but really there were more character flaws. Yeah. They just didn't jam. Well, and she bounced from Mexico. Like who leaves a Mexico vacation that's all expenses paid to bounce unless it's well, bad? She, she said she hadn't seen her family in three whole weeks and she missed them. Well, no, girl. I don't think she wanted to hurt that motherfucker's feelings. That's no. what I think. Yeah. I think it came down to she didn't want to hurt his feelings as brazen as she seems. And which, of course, eventually, you know, she tells them and everything. But 
I think she just was in over her head and just fucking didn't know what to do. What I find interesting, though, is that she said that she broke up with him in Mexico and said she couldn't do it. Yeah, but then why'd they do the whole meet greet thing? She, she still had the ring. She maybe she then he still met her parents and he We're was missing a piece of the story. There is a piece missing. Whether she decided at that point she was going to give it another shot or what, but she said the ring was on her thumb, which is a big sign right there that she wasn't wearing it. Um, but he when when he was in that room with her family, oh, and he looked at, right after he said he was great with families, it's like not this one, bro. They did not like him from the jump. They felt something was off. Oh no! And her mom was like, "Body language says it all." Yeah. Because they weren't even, like, touching or... No. And then when her brother said to him, are you a godly man? And he just kind of snickered and said, I don't oh, know what I that know. is. Like, that's mockery right there. That was... I can see what she was saying. Like, that was part of the mockery with it. Right. And I, I really think that, you know, I know, like, when you're friends with somebody and you have different religions and you can accept what they believe is what they believe. Yeah. Who cares? Cause I mean, I don't, I mean, cause I truly I, don't. I really don't. I mean, unless you're like worshiping Satan and killing people, you know, that's a no. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and don't try to sell me some sort of Scientology, something other. But anyways, um, no, I don't care because I mean, I have, friends that believe different things than I do but it just isn't part of what our relationship is based on so it's not even really discussed and even at this age if I think if you were to meet somebody and get married it's a whole another ball of wax because you're not raising children yeah. And, you know, I obviously would, you know, if I met somebody when I was younger, I would want to raise my son or child Agreed. daughter with the, in, the, in my religion. Yeah. I No, I understand completely what you're saying. And let me tell you, that shit is bullshit with that whole mockery. Because my brother dated a girl who was Jewish. Mm. And we were also worried he was going to convert. And if he did, he did. If he didn't, he didn't. But, you know, they ended up breaking up for a lot of reasons. But when my grandmother died, she came to the funeral. And they were mm-hmm. had broken up since then. And mm-hmm. my grandmother's service was very Christian-based. Mm-hmm. And someone later told me that she snickered through the entire thing. <gasps> And I wanted to That's beat so her rude. ass. It is rude. And because if you're going to go to a church and you're going to go to someone's funeral, if it's not what you believe, then you still have to respect you it. You have to respect it. You have to. Yeah. It's like the rule. Yeah. So I can understand, like, I would not want, like, and I, 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 and I can say, I'm like Shane. I go to church maybe four times a year. But Shana did say it's all about the relationship and your beliefs, not how many days a year you go to church. Right. And I think Shana just also was not physically attracted to Kyle. I agree. I think she didn't realize how I short he like was. I think like if he would have been totally her jam, mm-hmm. 
she could have overlooked some things, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. But Andy wasn't like a fisherman. He's not like a man's man like her dad and brothers are. And Alex called it. She said, when we were watching, she said, she thinks this guy's big and tall, probably mm-hmm. like Shane, because of his voice and because he's in construction. And she's going to be shocked when she sees how little he is. Yep. And I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do, too. I will be interested to see if Shane and her are now dating at the reunion. I don't know. From her interview, I got the impression she had been dating somebody. Yeah. At the at the um, the rumor is that they are dating, but they both put out statements that they're not. So I'm wondering. I could see them totally dating and it working out, to be Me honest. Me too. Me too. Which is another. I really could. Yeah. And which is another element of these people are all in the same city. They could. Yeah. Very well. It's easy. They have easy access to each other. That's true. So, and you have to remember they all huh. dated back in the pods. Because it's like, I heard a rumor that Deeps is dating Sal. And, you know, I think she said otherwise, or we have to find out on the reunion. And and I always thought like how how did they get together? But you know they all they all dated in the pods initially. Well, they did, and it kind of sounded like too, um, on that podcast and stuff today is that that the people that the couples that all went to Mexico together like still keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, they do. They form some pretty close friendships from it. Yeah, which is nice so. because mm-hmm. you know we could always use more friends in this world. I don't know about that, but maybe. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) maybe we should wrap this one up. Um, Our next episode, we're going to go into, we'll discuss um, Jarrett and Iona and uh, Mallory and Sal and give give you guys our thoughts there and what has transpired and what the gossip is and... All that other good stuff. Nick and Danielle, we've decided, are an episode all in its own. They're oh, my God. They totally are. But yeah. so worth it. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with her. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.